It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And I am pleased to say we have an amazing life-changing story for you today. You know, if you're struggling with an eating disorder, or many people call it disordered eating, or if you have a daughter or a son who is struggling with an eating disorder, or a niece or a nephew or even a neighbor or a friend who has an eating disorder, I invite you to stay tuned because joining us today is our special guest, Jennifer Schmidt, who after healing her intestinal tract nutritionally, that's a whole new concept, she found that her eating disorder went into remission. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. She has a powerful story about the intestinal connection to her eating disorder. That's a whole new concept for most people. Also joining us today as our co-host is Kate Crosby. Kate works with clients individually at the North Oaks Nutritional Weight and Wellness Office. And Kate teaches classes, nutrition classes throughout the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy. Doing my passion. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and boy, Jennifer's story is really a story of hope. Um, because, you know, what our listeners may not realize is the death rate associated with anorexia, which is a type of eating disorder, is 12 times higher than the death rate for females between the ages of 15 and 24 who don't have an eating disorder. It's a very, very serious health problem. I don't think people realize that at all, how mm -mm. serious it really is. You know, the Mayo Clinic describes eating disorders as a serious condition related to persistent eating behaviors that negatively impact your health, okay, your emotions, your ability to function in important areas in your life. Well, That's I don't know if that a, says much, but... Yeah, loose definition, but <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I have a plea. Here's my <laughs> plea to dietitians and mental health care workers who work with clients with eating disorders. Please start to look at the biochemical connection to eating disorders rather than just the emotional connection, because perhaps more often than not, the eating disorder will be put into remission. Now, you know, we understand as nutritionists that there are many biochemical connections to eating disorders, but we know there is definitely a strong connection to the intestinal tract. And that's where those symptoms like lack of hunger, binge eating, or feeling excessively full come from? You know, in our weight and wellness classes series, we show yes. our students how sugar and carbohydrate cravings start in the intestinal tract. Yep. And how picky eating starts in the intestinal tract. Yep. How excess hunger or even the lack of hunger starts in the intestinal tract. You know, in class, we can show you a picture of the intestinal tract, of the healthy side and the unhealthy, unhealthy side. side. Mm -hmm. But I think still many of the students still find it difficult to make the connection 
between intestinal health and an eating disorder. It's, it's so, a big leap. It is yeah. a big leap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So today, when you hear it from Jennifer, who actually put her eating disorder, her anorexia, into remission, you may really start to hear and understand this message. So, Jennifer, welcome. Mm. So, kind of let us know kind of your eating disorder journey. And I hesitate to even use that word journey mm-hmm. because, but anyway... When did it start? And talk about it a little bit. All right. Well, it's great to be here this morning. Good morning, Dar. Good morning, Kate. Welcome. I'm excited to be here to sh- to really share my life changing story. And it started in the late '90s. In the late '90s, I developed actually an exercise addiction that leaded that led to an eating disorder. Um, I had been in and out of hospitals, residential facilities for many, many, many years. Hmm. Um, I was diagnosed actually as anorexic, but my bigger problem was my compulsion to exercise. And what exercise did for me was it would um, kind of ease my intestinal distress mm-hmm. as well as kind of give me that serotonin boost I was mm-hmm. lacking I bet. and really ease my anxiety. Um, I was actually working out, I'd say probably, you know, twice a day, every day for four to six hours for probably 20 Plus years. So, you know, that oh is a, not an uncommon thing with, that we hear from other people that have eating disorders. Twice a day, you know, Many three hours. or four hours mm-hmm. in the gym at least, but not just being there, working out hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it only temporarily eased that intestinal problem. Uh huh. And, and uh, it only temporarily boosts those endorphins too. Mm-hmm. So before you saw a nutritionist mm-hmm. at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, you were you said you were in treatment and mm-hmm. hospitalized many times. So can you just describe a little bit about the treatment? Did sure. it help you? Sure. What well, was going on there? You know, I, I learned great coping skills, waiting like what? to manage my stress in group therapy sessions mm-hmm. and things like that. We learned how to... Instead like, of, for instance, going to the gym, what are some alternatives? Breathing like, or you know, deep breathing mm-hmm. or meditating yoga. or something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, those things were great. Um, the problem was, is when I got out of those facilities, my intestinal problems weren't healed. Mm-hmm. Um, the compulsion wasn't gone. The thoughts weren't gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also had intense sugar cravings, too. Hmm. So you went to treatment and many times, actually, right? Yes, many times. Many times. This wasn't a one-time trip. No, no. Okay. Mm. Different facilities. Different facilities. Yeah, residential facilities. And how long was one of the longest treatment situations? Three were months. Three months. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then otherwise, it'd be like a month or I two. Would, I would say two to three weeks, probably. Okay. In in hospital. In mm-hmm. hospital, and then also out just outpatient, outpatient. as well. That they'd follow. Yeah, they'd along. follow up afterwards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So even after going to all these traditional eating disorder treatments, correct. Mm-hmm. You were still feeling bloated. Yes. And kind of full all the time. That's right. And so, again, how did you deal with those symptoms? Well, that's an easy one, Dar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just went right back to the gym. Oh. It worked. It worked temporarily again to ease ease my symptoms. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. when Gave you, you ex- a high. Yep. It, again, it helped boost those endorphins I was mm-hmm. lacking, and and it helped, you know, ease that intestinal pain and problems between meals. Quieted it all down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd been in treatment a number of times, like you said, had some surgeries too. 
why in the world did you decide to come to Nutritional Weight and Wellness That's a great and make question. an appointment? Great question, Kate. Well, I had been listening to Dishing Up Nutrition right around the first time it started to air. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, and uh, 11 years ago. Yeah, that's right. 11 years ago. <laughs> and, you know, at first I was resistant to make changes in my eating habits, um, but I couldn't stop listening. And uh-huh. something really resonated with me. So over time, I started to make small changes here and there. But it wasn't until my second and third intestinal surgeries um what happened was I just stopped absorbing food. I mean, I was miserable. Mm. Um, and then to top that off, I was I had a diagnosis of osteoporosis at the age of 37. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the only thing that I was resistant to go in for consultation was all the medical debt I had incurred from the intestinal surgeries all the time I was out of work, not to mention anyone listening who's had an eating disorder um, or know someone who's struggled with an eating disorder who's been in treatment, there's a considerable amount of debt that you incur mm-hmm. from those eating disorder treatments. So you were really concerned about incurring more debt. Yes. So you kind of hesitated with making an I appointment. Did. I did, but I prayed about it. And I had a really mm-hmm. a, a piece about making an appointment. And wouldn't you know it, everything was covered at 100%. Mm. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. So... You know, you really had some amazing results Mm -hmm. just within a few days after seeing your nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Yes. So let's go back to why your intestinal tract was so damaged. And I know the surgeries probably, but you before you even had to have surgeries. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I, um, had, you know, for so many years, I believe they were damaged because of things that I was that I was eating that were inflammatory to my intestinal tract, mm-hmm. things like sugar and processed foods, gluten, soy, dairy. Mm. Um, all of those things are really inflammatory. I think, Jennifer, when we're working, and Kate, you know this too, when we're working with clients, not only people that have eating disorders, but people that have just generalized inflammation in their body or aches and pains in their joints, those are the same inflammatory foods for them, like sugar Absolutely. and bread mm-hmm. and muffins and all those things. Exactly. They're, they're inflammatory for anyone, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. particularly for people that have had some damage to their intestinal tract, because I think you're going to talk a little bit about the fact that you you were born as a twin mm-hmm. and then had some other things going on health-wise for yourself mm-hmm. right. in the process. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get to that when we come back from break. Um, but right now we need to take our first break. want to remind our listeners that you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, a program brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So many of you may have been thinking about losing a few pounds, especially after your trip to the state fair, or maybe you just want to get the sugar out of your diet. Or possibly you're a cancer survivor and you know sugar feeds cancer and you're worried that your eating isn't quite as good as it should be. This is an interesting, that's an interesting one that I've had many clients coming in this lately, lately, Uh, knowing that they just cannot keep eating their processed foods and sugar because they know that it's it's not going to help that, especially if you have cancer. Yes. No, no. And you really need support to get back to better eating. I've got a suggestion for you. For anyone who wants to eat better or feel better or look better or even sleep better, 
There isn't a better program than Nutrition for Weight Loss. It's a 12-week series, and it teaches you the biochemistry of health. It's going to provide you with support, accountability, and the direction to be successful. If you're interested, call our office at 651-699-3438 for more information. You know, you can also sign up online at weightandwellness.com. We've got about seven classes starting next week, various nights at all of our six offices, or not all of our six offices, but at six offices. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and joining me today is nutrition counselor Kate Crosby and special guest Jennifer Schmidt, who is sharing her life-changing story about her recovery from an eating disorder. I just want to remind people, if you have questions about the Nutrition for Weight Loss program that starts this coming week, you know, the locations, the times of the class, what we teach, you know, just give our office a call. It's 651-699-3438. And, you know, we're happy to answer all the questions, the cost, the success rate, the types of foods you'll be buying at the grocery store, any question you might have. So again, the number is 651-699-3438. And if you have questions for Jennifer this morning, it's a good time to call us. It's 651-641-1071. And I know there's people out there that have a lot of questions for you. So one of our questions before we went on break, we were wondering, I was wondering, Mm -hmm. okay, so what damaged your intestinal tract that you became so sensitive to so many different foods? You know, again, I I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people are sensitive to sugar Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are sensitive to bread and certainly milk is an issue for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But so explain what had happened kind of in your health before this eating disorder sat in for you. Well, as a child, I had um, many kidney infections and bladder infections and whatnot. And so I was on antibiotics quite a bit mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. And that may have set the stage to to be sensitive. Um, and were you, I think you before we went on and maybe uh, even mm-hmm. on the show, you mentioned that you were a twin. Yes, I'm a twin. Okay. And I was also a colicky baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you were probably missing some of that beneficial bacteria from the very beginning. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you had also said, Jennifer, that you kind of had, once you made your appointment with the nutritionist mm-hmm. at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, you had kind of an interesting uh, response. Very quick. Yes. Yes. That was what was most surprising to me. And the example of this, of how, how quickly I started to feel better, was um, just a week and a half after seeing my nutritionist. I was driving home from work, and again, I was working out twice a day every day. I was headed to the gym on clockwork. <laughs> and um, I, as I'm driving to the gym, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I don't have to work out today. Mm-hmm. I don't have to work out. Uh-huh. And so... Tears streaming down my face. I drove mm. home. Tears of joy. Mm-hmm. Am I finally free of this monster? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, my gosh, you know, nutrition is so powerful. Just I mean, food. Yes. Just food. Yes. And mm-hmm. that, that passion has grown for nutrition. In fact, right now, I'm in teacher training to become a nutritional educator with Nutritional Weight and Wellness. That will be awesome. Yes. Yep. You'll be a great teacher because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have such a personal story to share. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, you know, that whole belief in the power of nutrition. That's you, right. It's very you important. have, <laughs> and you express it well. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to back up a little bit here. As a child, you said you had a lot of bladder and kidney infections. And as an adult, you were prescribed antibiotics many, many times. Now, we know, we know as nutritionists that a lot of antibiotics will destroy most of our beneficial bacteria that your intestinal tract needs to digest foods and also so that you can access these nutrients from your foods. So how does intestinal health relate to brain health? That's the real question here. That is a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Well, I've recently read Dr. David Perlmutter's most recent book, which is called Brain Maker, The Power of Gut Microbes to Heal and Protect Your Brain for Life. And here's a quote from the book that I found really interesting. Dr. Perlmutter said, In my work as a neurologist, I've discovered that no other system in the body is more sensitive to changes in gut bacteria than the central nervous system. Hmm. Well, what does that mean? That means your brain and all of your nervous system. You know, because of all of my surgeries, antibiotics, bladder and kidney infections, my beneficial bacteria was gone, which Hmm. in in turn affected my brain function. You know, kind of going back to what we teach in our our weight and wellness classes, mm-hmm. um, we teach that when the intestinal tract is deficient in beneficial bacteria, just like what has happened to you, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. start having cravings. And I think that's kind of new for a lot of people. Yeah, You know, you may feel tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Often people have diarrhea or constipation. They have trouble concentrating that brain fog that people talk about. So, Jennifer, what kind of symptoms did you have that the exercise actually helped you deal with a little bit? That's right. And well, just to name a few, I had bloating. I I felt full all the time. And even into my late teens and early 20s, there were times where after I ate, I'd be double over in pain, couldn't even stand up straight for a good half hour after eating. Yeah. I mean, those are many of the same symptoms that People with eating disorders describe they just can't eat because they're too full Mm -hmm. or bloated, for sure. You know, one of the other things that I found with working with a lot of people, that feeling of being too full, you know, bloated, Mm -hmm. constipation, that actually a lot of those symptoms come because they're sensitive to certain foods. And I think today people have a hard time digesting grains. And I'm not trying, you know, 20, 25 years ago when I first started doing nutritional counseling, this was not the case. Mm-hmm. But and then that's why it almost seems like taking people off of gluten is a fad. But it isn't a fad no. because it helps so many people. It certainly does. And I yeah. think another thing that's so interesting is that 70 percent of the world's population cannot digest dairy products. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, really, yeah. You know, so you can see that if a teenager starts their day with cereal or and milk and toast, so there you've got the gluten and the dairy, they could be bloated, they could be uncomfortable all day long. They just aren't hungry. Food makes them feel ill. Mm-hmm. So there's this pattern of behavior that gets started. They feel better when they don't eat. And this is because if you have a food sensitivity to milk or bread or cereal, these foods influence the intestinal tract and they lead to a lot of discomfort. 
And I know that we have to kind of think about another break. Another break yeah. But I think yeah. that's kind of an interesting thing that you just said. And I, I think people don't realize that something as simple as being sensitive to certain foods can set this pattern of behavior up. And so it's like maybe it's time to make a change in what people are eating for breakfast. That's Good help. pretty simple. It's pretty simple. So I just want to remind you, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Next Saturday, September 19th, Brenna and Leah will be hosting Ask the Nutritionist radio show. So get ready. Get all of your nutrition, educa- uh, nutrition questions ready. Um, I'm going to give you the studio number here to jot down. It's 651-641-1071. So you'll be ready to make the call next weekend and ask Brenna and Leah. However, if you've got questions for Jennifer today, give us a call. Same number, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, next Saturday, September 19th, while Brenna and Leah are hosting Ask the Nutritionist, uh, Mary Hoggy and I will be teaching the Menopause Sur- Survival Seminar at the St. Paul Nutritional Weight and Wellness location. The seminar starts at 1030 and it ends at 330. We focus on how nutrition can help you manage your perimenopause and menopause symptoms successfully. You know, we have solutions that we're going to share for hot flashes, sleep problems, mood swings, anxiety, vaginal dryness, and weight gain. You know, we have a fun day. It's filled with lots of learning. It's rich. And we, we serve an organic lunch and organic snacks. So call 651-699-3438, or you can go online at weightandwellness.com to sign up. It's a very, very important class for those who need those that help in that area. Yes, and a yeah, lot of people do. Menopause. Yeah. We've got a caller here, Dar. Okay. So, um, Joy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question or a comment for us? I do. My question is for Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking my call, first of all. I have a 17, you're welcome, um, a 17-year-old daughter who's, I don't know, for lack of putting it a better way, in the very early stages of mm-hmm. an eating disorder. She shared with me that she's she's purged a couple times, and, and so, of course, that set off huge alarms for me, and I've ransacked her room, and I've noticed that she started keeping a journal of how she's feeling, and um, she's really starting to increase her exercise. She doesn't drive to the gym anymore. She runs to the gym. Mm. Yes, the Sounds food familiar. eliminations. Yes. The food eliminations have increased, you know, no dairy, no bread. I guess my question is, we do have an appointment this coming Friday the 18th with a well-known eating disorder program in the Mm. Twin Cities. But now having heard your story on the radio, I'm wondering if we'd be better to try and get her head a little bit more clear, as it were, or if our appointment would be better with one of the nutritionists and be the mental aspect of it would kind of work itself out. Well, good morning, Joy. And, you know, that is a great question. And I'm so glad you called in this morning. Um, if I wish, I wish it were me that had a parent at the time who that knew about nutritional weight and wellness, because it's for me, it's the only thing that worked to get that biochemistry corrected in the body. You know, our good brain chemicals are actually made in our intestines. And so 
to make that connection and to know that it's not a behavioral issue, but it's more of a biochemical issue. And mm-hmm. so um, if it were me, and if it were my daughter, I would definitely bring her into nut- nutritional weight and wellness for a consult. Okay. And I guess I just wanted to shout out quickly to the parents out there. Be really cautious about what your pediatrician is saying to your daughter. At 16, he told my daughter, you are at your adult height and weight. And that's mm-hmm. when it all spiraled. Oh, that's too bad. That is too yes, bad. I agree with you. They have to, they have to be more careful about mm-hmm. what they're saying. So, yeah. you know, do I... Uh, you know, I, we really encourage you to bring bring your daughter in. Come in, the two of you together, if that's okay mm-hmm. with her. Um, okay. We prefer it that way, actually. And help her get ba- ba- balanced out biochemically. And it, hopefully it's just a simple solution to help mm-hmm. her get back on eating real food and, and getting some of these other areas balanced it might not be your intestinal tract it might be something else Mm -hmm. but we know like jennifer just said your brain chemicals are made in your intestinal tract so you got to get that working right Mm -hmm. before you can have good brain chemicals Mm -hmm. and you got to feed it with you know protein so that you have the building blocks to make your neurotransmitters in in just a minute i think we'll talk about some of the things that that jennifer you actually eat and that might be helpful for you yeah uh, as a mother so you know, call up, make an appointment, and, and hopefully we can get things turned around quickly before it becomes a big issue. Mm-hmm. Thanks well, for the call this morning, Joy. Okay. No, you. go ahead. If you have, have another, another question. I, I was just going to say, she's she's a senior in high school, and I just um, want to address this before she go, yes. goes away to college. Absolutely. And it spirals into something where I can't help her because she's too far away. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. It's good mm-hmm. to catch it early. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yep. Okay, well, I will do that. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We were talking about your food sensitivities, mm-hmm. Jennifer. That's right. So you, what exactly are you sensitive to? Well, you know, I discovered I couldn't eat any grains, like even rice, because hmm. that would cause bloating and forget about chili with beans. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. But I, I can do beanless chili with lots of meat, and, and that's really delicious and easy to digest. Hmm. Um, You know, a lot of people like to eat hummus and crackers, but I can't really do that either because the garbanzo beans and the hummus is, again, too difficult to digest. Mm -hmm. But give me a steak with a sweet potato and butter and my intestinal tract is happy. Hmm. I don't have any inflammation after that. You know, I I really don't do well with um, a typical protein bar. But I can do the the new Epic Bar, which is actually a bar made out of meat, and it works really well, and it's easy to digest. Now, isn't that interesting? The things that you talked about through this, you know, like mm-hmm. the hummus. Mm-hmm. You know, people think hummus is such a healthy food. That's right. It is, but it isn't for mm-hmm. some. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for it might some. Be. But and like chili, and you know, they used to always say, "Oh, make it without meat." Lots of beans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ooh. no. Not for someone who's sensitive or That's who has right. a, a touchy digestive tract. Mm-hmm. That's a really tough one. Also, Jennifer, you mentioned you've had lots of intestinal surgery, different surgeries, mm-hmm. not right. just intestinal surgeries. And that you actually, you eat vegetables, but That's you, right. you find cooking the vegetables rather than having raw vegetables That's is right. better. Mm-hmm. And... 
you cook them in butter, right? Mm-hmm. That's or right. coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even nuts. You can eat like... I, I, I enjoy nut butters. Or mm-hmm. if I roast the nuts, um, I can handle that too. Hmm. If they're roasted. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you eat at least five times a day. Is yes, that right? That's correct. And what's some typical meals for you? Well, here's an example of my breakfast. Okay. Uh It's really important that I'm getting, you know, four to five ounces of protein per meal. So for breakfast, um, if I'm just having eggs, I'm going to have four, four eggs. I think most people just fell off (laughs) the chair. (laughs) That's right. And, and are you eating the egg yolk? Absolutely. That's the best part. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So if I'm not eating um, just eggs, I maybe I'll have two eggs and maybe some turkey sausage. And Uh then, um, And then um, some spinach or different mixed greens and coconut oil, maybe half half of a sweet potato with some butter. And, um, you know, I found that eating meat several times a day and at least every four hours keeps my energy up, supports my good moods, and my focus is so much better. Hmm. And it has been and continues to be life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. 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 There's so many different biochemical connections to eating disorders, and I think... More and more people realize there is a thing called the brain-gut connection. It's a really, it's a nutritional concept we've been teaching for about 15 years. And a knowledgeable nutritionist who understands this connection can really help you heal your intestinal tract, which will help provide the nutrients for good brain function. As you said, Jennifer, 90% or so of the serotonin that we need is made in our gut. This is actually the brain-gut connection. You know, and we know that a past theory, and I think you, you've you experienced that, Jennifer, mm-hmm. about eating disorders was that the eating disorder did not eat because it was their way to control the situation. I've heard that many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I personally believe this is a very outdated theory. What's your take on that, Jennifer? Do you think it's an outdated theory too? Oh, I absolutely I do. Yeah, it's definitely more biochemical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what we kind of try to look at. We try to look at all the different biochemical imbalances people might have. You know, kind of looking at that chemistry and determining what needs to be rebalanced. You know, take away the foods that stress the body and the brain and nourish it with lots of wonderful foods that are easy to digest. You know, even that thing about eating cooked vegetables, mm-hmm. cooked in butter, are easier to digest than raw vegetables. Absolutely. And, you know, we kind of look at this. This is actually the new science of eating disorder treatment. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm hoping we can get this out to more and more people. Absolutely. Yes. It's so easy and so important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time for our, our third break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Jennifer has mentioned several times that healing her intestinal tract was key to putting her eating disorder in remission. So, Jennifer, what was the first recommendation made by your nutritional weight and wellness nutritionist? Well, the first recommendation was to stop eating the sugar and processed foods hmm. um, like bread, crackers, pasta, sugar, and also to, do- to stop drinking milk, eating cheese and cottage cheese. So basically okay. to stop eating the foods I'm sensitive to. And when we come back from the break, we will discuss more about that. All right. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
You know, before we took a break, Jennifer was sharing her steps in recovery from an eating disorder. So you talked about step one, and now you're going to talk about step two. What were some of the things that you included, Jennifer? Well, some things I included in my diet to really start healing my intestinal tract was I started drinking bone broth. Hmm. And uh, bone broth that, that I make, it contains a lot of nutrients nutrients especially minerals that are so easy to digest and so soothing to the body and the intestinal tract that the recipe is actually in the weight and wellness cookbook a nutrition guide that you can order from the weight and wellness website and for bones i i really enjoy the grass-fed marrow bones or the the oxtail bones so also you started to eat more protein i think um which is probably a big step um in your recovery, because, you know, before you talked about eating um, four eggs for breakfast or right. two eggs and two or three ounces of, you know, turkey sausage mm-hmm. or beef or pork sausage or some kind of sausage. Right. That was very important in my recovery was to eat the animal protein, cook vegetables with butter for, mm. for three meals. Uh, my nutritionist recommended soft cooked meats, meats cooked in a crock pot, oh, veggies, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. veggies sauteed in coconut oil or butter because they're easier to digest. So typically, might what might be a we talked about brunch. What might be a lunch then that you would have, you know, where mm-hmm. you I mean, maybe even what do you take for lunch these days? I usually do a pre-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Um for instance, I a great meal in the nutrition in the weight and wellness cookbook is Indian curry. Let's say it's got it's delicious. It's got um, chicken and uh, green beans and sweet potatoes, and that's just this, a nice yeah, combination. Coco- coconut mm-hmm. milk, so you're balanced out with your pr- fat, proteins, and carbohydrates. And so um, you know, and I make sure I have at least four ounces of meat in that. A serving, serving for that, absolutely for your mm-hmm. lunch, and mm-hmm. and when you have snacks, do you have some meat with those? Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. at least two to three ounces of meat. Mm-hmm. So, what were some other things that your nutritionist started you on? She started you on real food, mm-hmm. got rid of all the things that you're sensitive to. Mm-hmm. That's right, and then she encouraged me to add back the beneficial bacteria that had been been destroyed by antibiotics and anti-inflammatory medications. So I started adding back some bifidobacteria. And just to remind listeners, and I know we've talked about this a lot, bifidobacteria is in breast milk. That's right. So it's a very safe, beneficial bacteria that adults need and kids need, actually. That's right. And I started with just a quarter of the bifido, just a quarter of the powdered bifido in in water three to four times a day. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But often. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then I added a small amount of L-glutamine, which is an amino acid that helps heal the intestinal lining and actually is, is known to grow back that intestinal villa. Um, I started out with a half a teaspoon of that three times a day. As most know, true healthy takes time. You know, we're each individual. So there were more steps, you know, that went on. Each mm-hmm. person needs their own prescribed plan, but I'm living proof re- recovery can also be in your future. So, you know, Kate, you were talking in between when we had a break that mm-hmm. 
you maybe forgot to take your glutamine yesterday? I sure did. And boy, uh, for me, glutamine is key for keeping my blood sugar balanced. Uh, it also heals my intestinal tract, but it um, is key for keeping my blood sugar balanced. And my blood sugar was all over the board yesterday. Couldn't, and couldn't that... keep it stable until I got, got home and I took a bunch of glutamine. And I was fine. <laughs> That's so interesting. It's very powerful for well, me. You know, glutamine helps to make another neurotransmitter, GABA, which, GABA, mm-hmm. which keeps us calm. That's right. That's, so maybe it's, that had something to do with it mm-hmm. as well. Exactly. <laughs> totally and, calmed down. You know, I just want to remind our listeners, if you've got a child struggling with an eating disorder or you yourself are struggling, I really encourage you to make an appointment. Let Weight and Wellness one of our nutritionists help you rebalance. Don't wait until it's a serious disease Mm -hmm. as we were talking over the break. You know, I think that what we talked about before is that looking at eating disorder in this way, this kind of this new science, this new approach of looking at eating disorder as a biochemistry problem Mm -hmm. versus an emotional issue Mm -hmm. is really new. Those kind of programs weren't around probably when you were struggling. You oh, know, for sure. In the very beginning, Absolutely. Jennifer. So um, this is a new way of looking at things. But, but it's, it's a very powerful mm-hmm. and almost easier way. Oh, I think much easier oh, way. Definitely. And and like I had mentioned earlier, how quickly my biochemistry changed. You know, I, I remember sitting in with my psychologist in treatment and like saying, I wish there was a switch I could switch off of my brain for this compulsion to exercise in these thoughts and behaviors and uh, not knowing that there was a bio- biochemical mm-hmm. explanation mm-hmm. for that. I think it's pretty powerful when you said within 10 days, mm-hmm. the urge to exercise. Yes. I mean, we're talking diminished or yeah. gone or you had control over it as opposed to it having control over you. Right. Over all those years, that compulsion didn't diminish. It only got stronger. So I think that a lot of programs might, because we do take people off of certain foods mm-hmm. that we know that they're sensitive to. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we took, and I know your nutritionist took you off of the gluten and the dairy and many things like that. Mm-hmm. But then what happened? How did you feel? You know, did you feel like you were being kind of punished for not having certain foods? No, you know, it's funny because I grew up Italian. My favorite dish was pasta (laughs) and I loved pizza. I craved those foods. Like, how am I going to give these up? Um, You know, you know, after about a week and a half, two weeks, my sugar cravings also went away of eating this way. Really? Because you talked about how intense they were. Oh, they were. Absolutely. And and now when I get hungry, I crave protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I've also gotten to be creative in my cooking, too. I just enjoy food now more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't hurt you anymore. No. You know, it's, that's kind of a miracle. So you were actually, what we've kind of discovered, I think, is that you were really sensitive to those. So what, again, just kind of recapping... What kind of symptoms did you get when you ate, like, maybe you had cereal and milk for breakfast in the morning? Yep. I would have bloating, pain, mm. um, you know, just... Gas? Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would yep, sure. Mm-hmm. So were you sensitive to those foods as a child? Did you also get those? Or when, when was your first memory of having 
You know, I was thinking of that the other day, too. Um, I can remember childhood vacations and I can remember things where I, I was having pain and symptoms and I thought they were normal for me. I never, you know, thought that it was something to address. Um, but, yeah, I can remember back in my childhood, five, six, hmm. seven years old, having problems. And then as I got older, they intensified. For now, sure. Jennifer, you talked about having a stake. Yes. And how easy that's easy to for for you to digest. Yes. So is that I mean, you know, most people think of steak as being hard to digest. That, oh, sure. Mm hmm. So make a comment about that just to, sure. you know, do you have just a tiny little piece of steak? Oh, no. I have four, four, <laughs> to, four to five ounces of steak, Okay, you know, and if it's prepared well and it's tender, you know, meat has never been a problem for me to digest. Okay. Interesting to know. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, we always hear when we're sitting down with people that have an eating disorder is I don't eat fat. I can't eat fat. That's right. But now how many, how what do you typically? Do you I'm so glad you asked that because this is my favorite. I was fat phobic for years and years and years. And um, when I changed my eating and biochemically changed, um, I first started out with two tablespoons of fat at every meal and snack, eating five to six times a day. And that's increased to three tablespoons. That means mm -hmm. you're maybe you're having a tablespoon of olive oil, a tablespoon mm -hmm. of Coconut oil and a tablespoon of butter. That's correct. At each yeah. meal and snack. That's right. Mm -hmm. Tasty. Oh, delicious. Sounds delicious and healing. To me. It's so healing to your body, to your cells, to your intestinal mm -hmm. tract. Mm -hmm. So you were at the gym the other day. Yes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. No, but just for an hour workout. Right. And Mostly what did the, one training. of the ladies say to you? Yeah, it was arm day. I was lifting weights and a woman came up to me. We started a conversation and uh, she said to me, you know, you know, we've been both working out there for many years. And she said, I just wanted to tell you how good you look because you used to be so thin. And um, I I said, I just kind of lit up. I said, well, you know, I'm glad you asked me that question and was able mm. to share my story with her. Mm -hmm. So you also now let's go back to eating steak. Yes. <laughs> you eat steak and sure. you eat three tablespoons of butter per meal. Mm -hmm. You you eat maybe sweet potato and mm -hmm. some cooked green beans. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not underweight now. No, not underweight at all. And she's not overweight. Certainly not. You are perfect. a perfect weight. <laughs> and you're still eating lots of good food. Yes. It's hopeful, oh, isn't it, it? It's hopeful and it's possible. Well, Jennifer, thank you for sharing your story. And um, I think if people want to get a hold of you, mm -hmm. are you willing to give out a phone number? Uh, phone number? Or a website or someplace? Sure. Well, you can find me at Facebook. Name is Jennifer Schmid, S-C-H-M-I-D. Also at Twitter at Jen Schmid 7 Great. Perfect. Thank you. Have Thank you, Kate. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.